We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. It is a Monday. I'm getting your week started with some player avails. Now, this was from late last week, but we'll go offense first, defense second, and these are unedited, full-length conversations between the media and a handful of Sooner players over Zoom. You'll hear Kennedy Brooks. The first time we'll hear from Mike Woods, Jaden Hazelwood, and Theo Weiss. That's the offensive side of things. On the defensive side of things, how about a little Nick Benito and DJ Graham? I'm telling you right now, you guys are going to love DJ Graham. So, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. It is a Monday afternoon. Let's get after it. Toby coming up tomorrow with the game plan. Our assistant coach position preview start this week with Jamar Kane and DeMarco Murray looking at the outside backers and the running backs. So, let's focus on the players as we are counting down to the start of the college football season. Two quick notes, though. Number one, The start time has been announced for the pay-per-view game. That's game two of the season when Oklahoma will square off against Western Carolina. This had been reported, now confirmed today by the University of Oklahoma, OU Western Carolina at 6 p.m. on September the 11th. And if you missed the story out of Tulane last week, Tulane's athletic director confirming that if you're planning on making the trip to New Orleans, you will need proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within 72 hours of kickoff to allow access to New Orleans, to Tulane Stadium for the opener on September 4th. So, Western Carolina game, 
pay-per-view information online at Soonersports.com. Officially a 6 o'clock kick on Saturday, September 11th. And for the season opener at 11 a.m. in New Orleans against Tulane, if you'll need proof of your vaccination in order to get in the door or a negative COVID test if you're not vaccinated within the last 72 hours. So just a couple of housekeeping notes. Let's get after it, shall we? Press conferences uninterrupted. We start on the offense. We start in the receiver room with Jaden Hazelwood. Yeah, Jaden, good to talk to you again. Uh, what's this opening part of camp been like for you? And uh, how are you feeling health-wise? And how's that needle um, I'm feeling pretty good health-wise. Um, camp is really just stacking days on days, good days, not days on days, but good days. And uh, just trying to find something to get better at every day and just build on that. Appreciate it. Okay, let's go to John Hoover, Westside Seniors. Jaden, I wonder, um, Coach talked about the receiver core in the spring. Uh, and how there was a high bar, you guys needed to step it up. You wanted to see more production and more consistency out of the whole group. Um, Theo talked about that. Uh, being from an injury perspective himself, having to sit out and kind of reevaluate how he played. Give me your thoughts on, on that whole situation of being injured, maybe taking a step back, sitting back and, and evaluating where you're at, what you're doing, and, and the progress you've made. Um, I say being injured, you know, I really, I wasn't really too much worried about what I could do because I wasn't in a position to do anything because I was hurt. So, like, I, I was really on some encourage my team to do better type stuff, you know what I mean? Because that that's kind of toxic to just be like, dang, if I was out there, I would have did this, you know what I mean? So uh, I just pretty much encouraged everybody. But now that I am back and we got, I mean, we loaded that receiver right now. So, and, so the bar is, the standard is there, and we 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 really close to it. So, yep. Jason Kersey, yeah. Hey, Jaden, what have been your impressions so far of some of the young guys, Mario Williams, Cody Jackson, uh, some of those guys that people have been seem to be really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can see the big difference from them and from them coming in the spring. Basically, like Cody's playing faster, he's more confident, and Mario gonna do what he do. He been he been balling since the spring, and he getting more comfortable as well. And he we all we all as a unit are like there. You know what I mean? We just got to keep executing and just keep being consistent in what we do. Eric Bailey, Chelsea World. Hey, Jaden, good to see you again, man. Wanted to ask you about um, Theo and just his journey, what it's been like from your perspective, and what are you expecting out of him coming into this season? I mean, I expect big things for all of us, to be honest. Uh, I mean, he was grinding too when he was hurt. I mean, that rehab process always is just pull something else out of you. So I'm pretty sure that he. I mean, I encouraged him. I'm pretty sure that he 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 knows what he has to do and he knows what he's gonna do this year. And we all just gonna ball. Yeah, Jaden, you've obviously answered question after question about the injury, and I can imagine you're just chomping at the bit to get on the field and play some football. You know, with you, Spencer, and Theo being the three five-star guys from the 2019 class that all came in together, and kind of at the helm of what's expected to be a really explosive offense, 
mean, what do you think the ceiling for this unit is across the board that you think? I feel like it's no ceiling. Like, the sky is really the limit. And I feel like, I mean, I feel like we're going to do numbers this year. Like, I'm, I'm really excited. Kenny Carlson, the Oklahoma. Jaden, I have a curveball question for you. I actually wanted to ask you about one of your strength and conditioning coaches, Cesar Martinez. Um, I know that all those guys uh, overseeing strength and conditioning are high-energy dudes, but Cesar kind of takes it to another level. I'm curious what your interactions have been like with him and if you have to watch out for him uh, on game days down there on the sideline with his running back and forth. No, C's, Coach C's. I'm, I'm actually on his rack too, so that's crazy that you said that. But um, he he definitely like we we point him out on film going crazy on the sideline all the time. Like he he do the Batista stuff where he get the banging on his knees and <laughs> some crazy stuff. <laughs> do you ever wonder where that energy comes from for him? I mean, he a strength coach, so he 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 got to bring the energy anyway. <laughs> I think all the strength coaches are like that. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Yeah. Iron Patton, Fox 25. Yeah, Jaden, uh, we didn't get to see you much, obviously, in practice and things that nature. You saw you a little bit at the end of the season, and then you had the big catch in the spring game. Was there ever a point where something like that, you had to convince yourself that you were back, that you could get back to what you were before the end? I mean, I say I did have to prove it to myself first, but I will say that it didn't take me long at all to even figure it out like I'm back. You know what I mean? Like the whole key of this, that whole process was to build confidence back in that knee, and even on the field as well. Like cause I, I didn't play a whole season, pretty much. So like, building that confidence during rehab and I, during that rehab, I put myself in game situations and try to train that way and build up. Thanks. Hey, Brandon, are you inside? Hey, Jaden, uh, during this offseason, you guys have you, you worked a lot together. You came back, obviously, during the spring and started going through some things. But did you start to feel like the timing, not just with you, but with everybody else, with, with Caleb, with Spencer, all those wide receivers, can you tell the difference between, you know, now and even starting back and maybe at the beginning of July? Uh, just the difference in where y'all are at as a, not, as a unit as far as the I mean, I will say, I know it's day four camp, but we definitely made a big jump. And now it's all about, right now it's just about being more um, consistent. You know what I mean? We just keep doing the same things we're doing every day and just getting better. But it, it's definitely a, a, a major jump. James Hale, Jay, I know that injury was really hard on you. It was hard on you missing last year. So I just got to believe you're just busting at the chops, man, just ready to play this season. How anxious are you for this season to start and get going? And how excited are you to be back out there, man? It's one of those things where, like, I'm very anxious, but I try to keep calm, you know what I mean, because I don't want to over do anything and I'm just really excited for the season because I mean I I feel like some people forgot so I gotta I really gotta I gotta show them what I still can do you know what I mean absolutely absolutely good luck man thank you and last question for Mason Young with OU Taylor 
Jaden, I asked, I asked Theo about another guy on the other side of the ball, and DJ Grant. I was just curious about your impressions of him having gone up against him in, in practice. I mean, I feel like everybody on the deal, like, we, we all getting each other better, not even just DJ Graham, like, Jaden Davis, Justin Harrington, Woody, like, every day we going against each other, like, it's not just one-sided, it's not like, oh, we beat them every rep, or they beat us every rep, like, it's just iron sharpening iron. It is exciting to think that Jaden is healthy, he is ready to go, I think he's on the verge of a special season. The other guy that was in that recruiting class that was – Hyped up, talked about, and had a heck of a game in 2019 in Waco against Baylor. Had a heck of a Red River rivalry game against Texas. Theo Wies. I wanted to ask you just about expectations for yourself this year after last year. Just what's your mentality going into, into fall camp, and uh, how's the first four days gone for you so far? Uh, my mentality, just going into the season, you know, just be the best teammate I can be, you know, any way I can help the team and help my teammates. Uh, succeed in anything they want to succeed in. Uh, that's just my main objective because then eventually everything will fall into place for myself. And uh, these first four days of camp, they've been really good. Uh, I'm liking how the team's been competing, the energy on both sides of the ball. I'm really excited for the season. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Hey, Ryan Aver, Oklahoma. Yeah, Theo. Uh, <clears throat> how are you feeling health-wise, and, and what was it like to go through that uh in the spring, and uh, do you feel like you're you're 100 percent here uh, here in camp where you are right now? Uh, yes, I, I definitely feel the best I've ever felt going into camp. Um, you know, just you know, I, it was God's plan. You know, He probably wanted me to just you know sit down, focus on myself for a little bit, figure some things out. But uh, no, definitely, I feel 100 percent with everything, and I'm excited. Jason Kersey with The Athletic. Yeah, Theo, you know, Lincoln's been pretty uh, open about how he wants to see more out of the receiver group this year. I'm wondering, as someone who started and played as much as you did last year, do you kind of feel that pressure to, to, to be better as a group, especially when you guys have so much talent in that room? Um, I, would, I wouldn't say, you know, pressure or, like, you know, feeling any type of pressure. You know, at the end of the day, it's just football. Go out there and just, you know, do what we do what we can do, you know, do what we've been doing since we've been little. But um, you know, definitely as a as a group, as a unit, we definitely want to take strides. You know, uh we we'll say last year was a down year or whatever you want to call it, and um we definitely expect to be better this year. John Hoover, SI Sooners. Uh, Theo, I wonder if you could expound a little bit um when you said you think God maybe wanted you to sit down and focus on yourself and figure some things out. Can you shed a little light on that for us? What uh, what you mean by you know in, in your own situation? Um, maybe just uh, maybe just you know coming off a season where maybe I didn't play my best as I thought, and you know just you know just take a seat back and you know just look at the big picture, realize everything, not try to rush anything, you know. It's all in his plan, and he's going to make everything happen when it's supposed to happen. So just trust in his plan. That's probably, that's probably the best way I could put it. Okay. Thank you, Theo. Eddie Carlson, the Oklahoma. Hey, Theo. I actually wanted to ask you a little bit about um, COVID, which I know last year that was such a, such a big part of the year and um, everything. But with the vaccine, and it sounds like uh, vaccine rates have been on the rise among football teams, I'm just kind of curious what you – 
what your sense is from guys about just how, um, you know, how they're approaching things with the vaccine, with obviously, you know, I know students coming back onto campus, uh, mass requirements sort of being varied and this Delta variant, like what's the talk on the team um, just amongst guys about how to try to navigate a season that may be better than last year, but still has its challenges? Well, you know, COVID's still here. So we're we're definitely still taking precautions outside of the team, you know. Um in that in that sense we we're still gonna be safe. We're not we're gonna still be wearing our masks because you know we can still get um positive traces, contact traces, you know, and stuff like that that could hurt the team. So we're definitely gonna still take our COVID protocols like it's still twenty twenty, how it hit us the first time. Do you feel like there's there's almost gonna be um I mean, the, the challenge is still there. Like, you guys had almost like a bubble last year. Do you almost feel like, you know, that bubble's not going to be as evident this year, but, like, the challenges could almost be more? Yeah. Um, it's, honestly, you know, it's just we, we, we learn a lot about COVID every day. Um, you know, new strands, new variants, you know, a whole lot of new stuff. Um, and, you know, just as football players, it's just, you know, just adversity. We got to adapt to it. And we'll we'll adapt to it as we always will. You know, great coaching, great um, training staff that helps us out, keeps us educated on everything. So I think we'll be good with it all. Great. Thanks, Theo. Brandon Drum, OU Insider. Hey, Theo. Uh, you're going into your third year at Oklahoma. Um, you've been through, you know, you know, a couple of different seasons with them. Uh, what, what's your role now as a wide receiver in that in that room? Have you taken more of a, a leadership approach with some of the young guys? And how, how have you all adapted to, you know, different guys coming in and, and, and just your, your role and all that? Um, I would definitely say I've, I've stepped up a little bit, you know, being more more of a leader, more vocal. I have some of the most experience in the room, you know, play some of the most in the offense. So definitely, you know, being a leadership, taking the young guys under the wing, um, you know, teaching them the offense, the ins and outs. And um, as far as uh, how I feel about new guys coming in, you know, you, you're coming in, you, you're trying to help us win a championship, you get your family automatically. So that's just how that goes. And Yeah, let's go to uh, Myron Patton with Fox 25. Yeah, Theo, why do you think you need to make the biggest stride? Why do you think you'll be better this year? What's in terms of uh, just because you've had your moments, obviously, but as Lincoln Riley kind of called you guys out, the bar is set pretty high here for a receiver. Yeah, well, um, the bar is set super high here as a receiver. I knew that um, the day I committed to Oklahoma. Um, as far as me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to just go out there. I'm going to play football to the best of my ability, you know, um, take advantage of all the opportunities. I can't really get in detail on what I'm going to do exactly, but I'm going to just take advantage of all my opportunities. What's it like, though, I mean, that they bring in, you know, you and other guys, the big recruits coming in, but this year's Mario Williams and little Farouk, uh, other big names coming in. How do you deal with that? Uh like I said earlier, you know, it's just we are, we're all on the same mission. You know, we all help each other. It's, it's good to have some uh, competitive actions in the room because, you know, that means you're gonna, there's no slacking. You're going to get better every day. 
you know, the young guys, Mario, Jaleel, you know, I love them, my little brothers. I definitely want to see them, you know, I, I'm telling them, be better than me. Take my spot. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's that type of love relationship in the room. Thanks. But Mason Young, are you daily? Yeah, Theo. Um, DJ Graham being one of the guys that we're talking to later today. Just was curious what what if anything you've seen from him going potentially going up against him in practice so far. Uh, DJ is a he's a matchup nightmare for some of the receivers. You know, he's a long guy, long rangey guy. Used to play receiver, so you know he definitely knows some of our tricks when we about to you know cut, get in the cuts and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm definitely one of his biggest fans. Okay, two more questions. We'll go back to Jason Kersey with the athletic. Theo, I know that you know you were in the same recruiting class as Spencer, and, and have known him for a long time. Played with him last year. Um, how is he different this year coming in as sort of having been established as a great college quarterback? All the NIL, NIL stuff, the, all the hype. I mean, how, how do you see him being any different? And, and if so, how? Um. Eh. Anything different, maybe he's, he took that big step in uh, actually being the, the vocal leader on the team, you know. And we, we all look up to Spencer like, you know, he's the he's the root of the offense. He's almost the root of the team, you know. So he definitely took that big step in being a leader, and, you know, I'm excited to see what he does this season. And we stay in the receiver room with the newest Sooner, the addition from Arkansas, Mike Woods. Yeah, Mike, uh, good to meet you. Uh, what tell tell us a little bit about your decision process in, in uh, transferring here from Arkansas, especially uh, the the timing of it uh, at, right after the the spring game there. Uh, what went into that, and and why did you pick OU? Um, it was just something that was on my mind, and I felt it was the best move for my career to um, to just find another opportunity. And as as a wide receiver, you look at you look every year at OU putting up these big numbers, and every wide receiver wants to be in the offense like this. So it was pretty easy when they reached out to me. Uh, you see what Coach Riley does with transfers, and what his receivers do, and also his quarterbacks. So it was a pretty easy decision. Appreciate it, Mike. Bob Chris Bill, Sooner Scoop. Along the same lines there, Mike, what was that week like for you? Saturday, you're catching the touchdown in the spring game for the Razorbacks. By next Friday, you're committed to Sooners. What what was that seven-day period like? It was very, very hectic. Um, had many teams reaching out to me. And honestly, I wanted to um, end it a little earlier than I did, but my mom wanted me to go ahead and meet with a few more people. But it was very hectic. And um, like I said, it was a pretty easy decision for me. Uh, seeing what Coach Riley does with transfers and quarterbacks and receivers and as a whole offense. Mason Young, are you deadly? Mike, I, I wanted to ask you about your YouTube channel. What's the, What was the inspiration for that and some of the things that you do creatively with the camera in your hands? And are you hoping to continue that at, at OU? Um, inspiration, I've always watched YouTube coming up. And then uh, COVID hit, so we were all in quarantine, lockdown. And I was just bored. I had a camera because I had just got into photography right before that. And then I was like, why not? I don't have anything else to do. So I just started uh, videoing my workouts or what I'm doing. And that's definitely something I plan to keep doing. Um, I'm not doing it right now because I'm in fall camp. A little, I'm a little busy. But definitely during the season and going forth, I'll definitely be looking to do some more of that. Do you see that creativity play out in the field at all just 
in, like actually in football with maybe the way that you work your routes or, or things that you might do a little bit differently than other guys try to get creative with on the field? Um, I try to keep uh, the YouTube separate from football. Obviously, it's a it's kind of a part of my YouTube channel because I'm a football player, but I try to keep it completely separate and just focus out there. But um, definitely try to put a little bit more creativity into my routes. Let's go to Jesse Frittenden with Norman Transcript. Hey, Mike, thanks for doing this, man. Um, I'm just wondering about your first few days um, in this fall camp, especially as a transfer. And uh, what do you think you can bring to this receiving core? Uh, first few days have been going real well. I feel like I've been making some good plays. Like I said, this offense, they spin the ball a lot. So it gives you a lot of opportunities to make plays. And uh, what, was, what was the second part of your question? So what do you think you can bring to this receiving core? Oh, I mean, we're all pretty dynamic. So I'm just another dynamic we can add uh, deep ball, short, intermediate, uh, whatever they need from me, I plan to provide. So, gotcha. Thank you. Eric Bailey, Tulsa World. Hey, Mike, thanks for your time today. Just what, what was the biggest transition in terms of learning the Oklahoma offense, personnel, stuff? What was the biggest transition you've, you've had to make so far? Um, I mean, there's not many more concepts you can get into. This is my third offense. I played three seasons, so there's not many more concepts you can get into. But um, as far as the signals, uh, everybody's signals different and terminology. Everybody has different terminology, so I would say those are the two two differences that you kind of have to get used to when you're going into a new offense. How fast have you been able to pick those up? Uh, pretty easy. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty cognitive, so – uh, it didn't. It took a little. I mean, I've had all summer to uh, get it down. So we worked it all summer, and so by the time I got to fall camp, it was pretty seamless for me. Right, thanks so much for your time. Have a good week. Yes, sir. Jenny Carlson, the Oklahoma. Hey, Mike. Thanks for doing this. I actually wanted to ask you um, about being a, a transfer recruit. Essentially, I mean, I think uh, we all have a decent idea of how goes for recruits from high school. I mean, you've got more time and you've got high school coaches to help and that sort of thing. But when you decide to enter the transfer portal, like what happens? Like what, what did you know at that point about what you're suddenly a recruit again? Like how, did, right. what did you know and who did you turn to to try to navigate that whole thing? Um, well, when you go into the portal as going into your senior year, you just got to know what you want. And um, also, I had a lot of people in my corner. I had, like, coaches would hit up my high school coaches and all kinds of stuff. So uh, I got to have my family on my side, talk to my family a lot throughout the process. And uh, you just got to know what you want going into it. I knew what I wanted, and I feel like OU could provide the, that the best for me. Was that um, – you knew it was going to be on a much shorter timeline than your high school recruiting was. Right. Was that exciting, or, 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 or was that nerve-wracking? Like I said, it was very hectic. Like you said, very nerve-wracking. Um, and with, with it being such a quick turnaround, yeah, I wanted to get it over pretty quickly. So, like I said, uh, you got to just know what you want. And it was it was pretty nerve-wracking, but I feel like I made the best decision. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. John Hoover, SI Sooners. Hey, Mike. Good to meet you finally. Um I don't know if you've heard, but Oklahoma's going to be playing in the SEC at some point in the possibly near future. And I've also heard that the DBs over in the SEC are pretty fierce. I'm joking around, of course. Um, can you give kind of a, a little bit of a preview for what kind of football is being played in the SEC? Um, I don't know about 
you know, moving, moving this offense into the SEC against some of the SEC defenses, just that kind of thing? Uh, with all due respect, um, we're just focused on this year, and we're still in the Big 12 this year. So that's all we're focused on. Really, the rest of that, that'll take care of itself in the future. But right now we're focused on winning another Big 12 championship. I appreciate that. So yes, sir. winning a Big 12 championship, real quick, uh, what goes into that from your perspective, being the new guy on the receiver core staff? Uh, a lot of hard work and a lot of preparation, playing a lot of smart football. We've been looking at the numbers, uh, just focusing on playing smart, um, reducing penalties and knowing situations. And so you just got to be tuned in and tapped in at all times, what's going on on the clock, um, down in distance, uh, what the refs are looking for at this time in the game, stuff like that. Just be smart and um, reduce penalties. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Jason Kersey, The Athletic. Uh, hey, Mike, uh, I, I wanted to kind of follow up on what Mason asked you earlier about your YouTube channel. Before the NIL rules changed, were you allowed to monetize uh, no, I was that not. YouTube channel at all? No, sir. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that leads into what I was going to ask next is how does the YouTube channel fit into any NIL opportunities you're doing? Are you able to do that now? I am able to do it. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, I, I guess the, the last question I would have is, you know, g given that you spent three years building a brand and an identity at Arkansas, was there any concern about your NIL stuff maybe being impacted by transferring somewhere else to a new place where you maybe aren't as well known? Um, I mean, yeah, if you're thinking about that. But honestly, I, I'm more focused on being a football player. Um, that was just something I wanted to do to show my personality off and, like you said, build my brand. So, I mean, that wasn't really too much on my mind. I'm more focused on being a football player. So, I made the best football decision for myself. Thanks, Mike. Brandon Drama, you insider. Hey, Mike. Thanks for doing this. Uh, you said that you've been through, you say, three different offensive systems in the last, what, three years. Um, now you're going through a new one. Uh, got two new quarterbacks, three new quarterbacks, potentially with the other guys. Um, what was it like building a rapport with them this offseason? And, and how much work did you have to put in to get to that point? Uh, it was pretty fun building, uh, building a rapport with those guys. Like I said, we, we've been working all summer. As a quarterback and receiver, you automatically are going to bond. You're working with each other every day. So, And you, you as a receiver, you want to build those relationships with the quarterbacks especially. So <clears throat> it's been fun. And um, we do a lot of work during the summer. So we did, we did what we had to do. We were in there almost every day, four times a week, pretty much, throwing the ball. Uh, getting to know how they throw the ball, how I run routes and stuff like that. So it's been a pretty fun experience. Did did you have to – did you spend, like, extra time outside of that film work learning, like, what they're looking for in certain routes and certain coverages and stuff like that? Of course. I'm I'm talking with the quarterbacks all the time. I text them all the time, calling them. They come over to my house <clears throat> and go over the playbook and stuff like that. So – uh, had definitely had to spend a little extra time just because I want to make sure I got my stuff down. So and what they're looking for, how they want me to run a certain route and stuff like that. So, but to me, that's just the required stuff you got to do. So I just did what was required. James Hale, KRF. You know, you said earlier, Mike, that you made this move because you felt it was going to help your career. Could you get into that a little bit? I don't know if you're talking offense, quarterbacks, just wide receiver coaches. I don't know exactly what you mean by that. So if you could dive into that a little bit, why will this move help Mike Woods? 
Um, like I said, any wide receiver that's been playing for the past three, four years, you look at this offense and you you just envy it. Like my one of my close friends that I train with uh, during the off seasons is C.D. Lamb, and I, I look at his career, his three quarterbacks that he played with, two Heisman's, two first overall picks, Heisman runner up, first rounder. So it's like when you look at that, you just you, your eyes get big and you just like, man, like what would that be like? So. And at, like I said, every college football wide receiver wants to be in the offense like that. And also you see the transitions, how smooth the transitions are for people that transfer in here. And like I said, it was a no-brainer how that could, how I felt like that could help my career. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Jay Carlson, the Oklahoman. Jenny, are you there? Sorry, I should have put my hand down. I'm done. Sorry. Okay, let's go to Parker Thune, OU Insider. Yeah, Mike, good to meet you. Thanks for taking the time today. Uh, I am curious as to where Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams, just in terms of their acumen, uh, in terms of their ability, in terms of their uh, capacity to play the quarterback position, where do those two guys rank when you think about all the quarterbacks that you've played with over the years? Uh, I mean, Spencer, obviously, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, he's the best quarterback in college football. So, um Definitely, he's very talented, makes very good throws. He's very confident, and that's that's something every quarterback needs. You just got to be very confident, and that's something he does not lack. So <clears throat> he's definitely one of my favorites. And Caleb, he's just – he does things that you have never seen before, like sidearm, no look, all kinds of stuff. So both of those guys are very talented, and I'm very excited to be playing with those guys. Thanks, Mike. Mike, it's nice to meet you, man. Um, You've played a ton of high-level football, obviously, in the SEC. I'm just curious, as a uh, older guy, what are your thoughts on some of the uh, younger receivers, Mario Williams and uh, Jalil Farouk? Um, Mario, pretty much, it's not a secret. Um, he's very quick, very explosive. Um, his short area quickness is out of this world, and um, he finishes plays very well. So he's very exciting. He's going to be very electric. And then Jaleel, he's a bigger guy. He's pretty much my size as a freshman, so that's pretty crazy to think about. So he definitely – he's a little stronger, and he he gets DBs off of him. So he's going to be a nice um, addition to us as well, and he's very physical. And then back to John Hoover for our last question. Mike, uh, yesterday we talked to DJ Graham, and, and one, of, one of your qualities that he mentioned was you're strong, you've got strong hands – rip the ball away, you know, you don't get it poked away much. But he also said that you, uh, if you're in the open field, he's going to lower his head. He's going <laughs> to look to, I guess, truck you. Um, where does that come from? Where, where does that mindset come from as a wide receiver? You don't see that a lot out of a lot of college wideouts. Yeah, I mean, my dad pretty much ingrained that in me. He said, like, every time they get up on you, get them off of you and make them fear you, basically. And – um just DBs don't expect that coming from a receiver. They expect us to try to avoid contact from them. So instead of thinking like that, I try to bring the contact to them. And so it just catches them off guard, and I find success in that. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Now I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going back-to-back with two guys I'm already begging to get at every single press conference. How great was Mike Woods? Awesome from start to finish. Great to hear about his excitement and the potential impact he can make at Oklahoma. We go from Mike Woods on the offensive side of the football. We shift to defense. And, yes, another must-hear in the postgame pressers, Nick Benito. Hey, you know, I was just wondering, what is some of the most important advice that you've received in regards to staying grounded and how important is it for you to realize that advice when you're getting so many preseason accolades this year? Um, it's good. You know, when you have, you know, good good, uh, good coaches around you, uh, you know, my, my dad, you know, he talks to me a lot. You know, he just wants me to stay with that same hunger, you know, when I didn't have all those accolades. Because, you know, I remember I was really hungry. You know, I got mad. I didn't see a lot of my name on those watch lists. So, you know, I feel like I, I just got to carry it the same way as it is now. You know, all that stuff doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we're just – I got to do my job and, you know, help, you know, do the things I need to do to help this team win, so. Nick, thanks a bunch. Have a good week. No problem. Austin Kurtwright, OU Daily. Hey, Nick. Uh, last week when we talked to Brian Asimov, he sort of brought up, uh, you know, how important it was to play elite-level defense this season. You know, just based on what we've heard, you know, how, how important is that for the rest of the defense heading into this season with, you know, the expectations that you guys have? Um, it's really good because, you know, I feel like, you know, over the time, you know, since I've been here at least, you know, we've made strides since Coach Grinch has stepped through that door. So, I mean, it wouldn't make any sense to just try to go back. You know, we, it's only – I feel like we can only go up from here. And, you know, I feel like so far, you know, we, we've done a good job of that. But, you know, we still have a long way to go to, to where we can call ourselves elite. So, you know, I feel like we just got to keep working. Jenny Carlson, the Oklahoma. Hey, Nick, you uh, mentioned your dad a second ago. It struck me as you were talking about him that I don't know that we've ever heard you talk much about dad, mom, uh, family influences. Can you just maybe talk a little bit about your your dad and just how he's influenced you and and continues to now? Now, my dad really has a big impact on my life. Like, he's he's always, you know, been hard on me, you know, whether it was in basketball and football. You know, just because, you know, he knew, you know, that, you know, when the potential that I had in me and, you know, just, you know, how bad I, I love the game and how bad I wanted it. So he wouldn't settle for anything less than, you know, 100 percent. So, you know, him and my mom, you know, they're always going to do a good job of just trying to, you know, you know, motivate me, you know, keep me grounded and 
you know, just, you know, and I, and I try to repay them by playing hard for them and, and doing the same, so. I was actually going to ask you sort of a question that's along these lines a little bit. You're a guy that always has struck me as being pretty uh, pretty even keel. Um, you know, you don't, you don't seem too, uh, too high, too low, pretty mature in that way. Has that been something that, does that come from your folks? Is that is that kind of just how you're wired? What what do you sort of chalk that up to? That that sort of even demeanor in your personality. Yeah, I probably get it from more on my dad's side because he he's more of a more of a grounded person. Don't really you know talk too much. You know, he just kind of to himself. As for my mom, she can talk and she can talk all day to anybody. So just met meet a stranger and she'll just talk all day to them. But yeah, I probably say I get it from my dad for sure. Thanks, Nick. No problem. John Hoover, SI Sooners. Hey, Nick. Appreciate your time today, man. Um, no problem. You mentioned a minute ago about the strides you've made since Coach Grinch walked through the door. Can you kind of give us some examples of what, when he first got there, the learning curve was like? Uh, you you know, it's, it's a complex defense, but it's, it requires some simplicity as well. You guys are trying to learn, like, drinking through a fire hose, I'm sure. But now, contrast that to two years later, going into his third camp, it's like everything is second nature to you guys now. Can you kind of contrast those two camps? Oh, most definitely. And, you know, I feel like I can speak for a lot of guys on the defense, like a Pat Fields, DeLarian Turner, uh, Brian Osamoa, Deshaun Weiss, a lot of guys that have been in the system for three years now since he's been through that door. And, you know, I feel like now it's just, you know, a matter of, you know, okay, you know, we know it. Now we got to help the young guys know it. Uh, specifically in my group, like a Clayton Smith or a Brendan Walker or a Stripling, you know, he he just moved to a, a rush linebacker. So he's still trying to learn a couple things. So it's really just, you know, as older guys, we got to take it upon ourselves to, to bring the young guys along and, and make sure they know the defense just as well as we do. And when it, when it comes to speed, D, I assume that, you don't have to process anything. You can play faster. Can you describe that process as well? Oh, most definitely. And uh, you know, Coach Grinch, he's, he's gonna he's gonna run calls and, and, and make sure we know him throughout the week during practice. He's gonna rep it, rep it. And you know, I, it's never too complicated. You know, he's gonna give us a game plan. And, and once we know it, you know, and we see everything in practice, you know, it, it just gets easier for us on the field. So, I, you know, I definitely think Coach Grinch does a great job of repping it during practice. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. James Hale, you know, Nick, uh, Alex Grinch has said your position is such an important position that Lincoln has doubled down on it because this defense really needs a great pass rusher, and it comes from that spot a lot. So they praised you and talked about you. But they talked about that you get to rest a little bit because the position is so deep. Could you talk about this group of pass rushers that you have and, you know, how important it is that you have a group not just one guy, even though you're really good, it's better to have a group. Um, I just feel like it's like that really with any position. If you have depth, it's just a long day for the offense because, you know, you, if there's no lineman, it's scary when you can take one guy out and you can bring in another guy who's just as good, even better, at, you know, at specific areas. And, you know, that's just a tough time for our offense. And, you know, I just feel like it, it benefits us because whenever we're on the field, we're going to be 100%. And if we're not, we can get the next guy in and there's no drop-off. So, you know, I feel like it's a real good benefit you know, to have on the defense. Can you talk about the other guys in your room and what you think about them at this point? Um, I feel like all of them have, are all athletic. You know, I mean, they're guys that can, you know, rush the passer, you know, like, you know, Stripling and uh, Clayton Smith. And, 
you know, they can bring, you know, an, a, a dynamic and to where they can play the run and then they also can drop back, you know. Another guy, Brendan Walker, he's been do, he's been doing really well too. So, you know, I just feel like all those guys in that room, they can really, you know, jack of all trades. You can ask them to rush the passer, drop back in coverage, play the run. Hey, thanks, Nick. Have a great day. No problem. Gary in Tulsa World. Mr. Benito, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, man. Very good. Um, in Arlington, you and Coach Riley both talked pretty openly about uh, where you were three years ago and um, just the need to sort of get, get things right and for you to you know, adjust some things on and off the field, for you to contribute. Everyone goes through that. That's, that's not atypical for a college dude, but, but everyone has different experiences. What, describe where you were three years ago just in, in, in your words. I mean, just, just how thin was the ice that Lincoln said you were on? Um, I'd probably say, you know, it was for sure me, for first of all. And then it was just me just being in my own head, you know, not just being the quiet guy, not really, you know, trying to express, you know, what was going on, you know, me, my personal life at the time. So, you know, I, I, it would just feel like it was more, like, internal for me and just me having to figure stuff out. Did you almost – was, was, was there a point you had to decide whether you were going to stick it out at, at OU? Oh, no, I always knew this was a place for me. It was nothing ever about OU. It was just more about me and myself and, and personal things that are in my life that went on. So. Very cool. All right, I appreciate it. No problem. Let's go to Parker Thune, OU Insider. Yeah, Nick, good to see you again, man. Hey, curious, you and Isaiah Thomas each had eight-plus sacks last year. Jalen Redmond led the team in sacks from 2019. And Perrion Winfrey looks like he's going to be one of the biggest freaks in college football on the defensive line. Do you think – do you think it's an unrealistic expectation that you guys might have the most fearsome defensive line in college football this year? Oh, not at all. And uh, I feel like we take pride in that. You know, every time we step on the field, you know, during during fall camp, during any game, you know, we always going to have that mentality because, you know, I feel like we since we've gotten on campus, we've gotten better every day. And, you know, last year we started to prove, like, okay, like we can really be, like, one of the best D-lines in college football. And now the expectation is this year that we got to be dominant. So, no, there's there's no uh, – I don't think you're wrong in saying that. So, But we definitely got to keep working at being that, and we got to go prove it on the field this year. So, Appreciate it, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like last one from Cliff Brunt from AP. Yeah, hey, what's going on? What's up? Yeah, not much. Hey, man, you talked about knowing the system better um, from a few years ago. But what I want to know is you talked about that confidence that you guys have. Can you uh, – Describe a little bit about the difference in the mentality of the guys now having had a couple of years of success on defense and your vibe in the camp versus maybe a few years back. Uh, a few years back, I would say it was just like, you know, Coach Grinch is just saying all these things and we're just like, okay, like we got to do this. And, you know, I feel like it really didn't start clicking until those things actually started happening. Like once people started running to the ball, like we've seen it can work. Once people, once we start getting takeaways, we see it equals to victory. And, you know, just anything, a lot, of, a lot of those things that he preaches, you know, once we started doing it, it all started coming into fruition and we started believing it and trusting in what he's saying. So, you know, I feel like once we started doing that, you know, that's when we started, you know, really, you know, hitting our stride as a defense. Appreciate it. Okay, are there any more questions for Nick? Sure. Uh, hey, one one follow up, Nick. Are you all the preseason All American accolades you're getting uh, almost almost tally up to the same number that, that Spencer is on offense? I don't know if if you think that the defense needs a sort of a linchpin like that to succeed 
but are, are you willing to accept that role if it comes your way and or how willing would you be oh i'll be most definitely be accepting of that um and you know it's everything that you know that i've asked for you know especially when you know playing how i did last year and it's to be expected so you know, I definitely won't shy away from it. And I feel like there's other guys, you know, along on the defense that can hold up to that standard as well. So, you know, I feel like, you know, you can point to a lot of guys on the defense that can uphold, you know, to what you're talking about. So, but I feel like I definitely can for sure. Does any of the attention surprise you at all that you're getting this much, this much notoriety? Uh, yeah, just because, you know, I feel like, you know, even though I did have a good year last year, it, it wasn't to, you know, my standard and, and what I think I can do because I still have a lot to 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 grow in my game, but, you know, it's definitely honoring for sure. Hey, real quick, let's shift back over to the running backs room and hear from Kennedy Brooks. Hey, Kennedy. Um, you know, you've told us before that, that your decision last year was due to concerns about the virus, and I'm just wondering how you're feeling right now as cases are kind of back on the rise in Oklahoma, the Delta variant's going nuts. Uh, are, are you starting to have any of those same concerns uh, that, that you had last year? Uh, no, sir. Um, the team's doing a great job with uh, – Handling that, um, we're still getting testing. We're still going through precautions, wearing masks and everything. So uh, I have no worries about it. And, and I got the vaccine, so I'm, I'm not worried about it. Thanks, Kennedy. Ryan Aver, the Oklahoman. Yeah, Kennedy, good to talk to you again. What uh, What's this camp been like for you uh, to this point? And how how different is it uh, maybe from uh, your first couple, especially uh, a couple years ago, uh, just with you uh, taking that year off and, and getting back into it? Uh, camp's going good so far. Um, um, everybody's making great strides. Uh, we're just taking it day by day. It's a long camp. Um, there's really no difference to it. I mean, everybody's working hard. Everybody's getting uh, that c- communication down, and it's all going well. Uh, he's a very explosive dude. I mean, he's when the ball's in his hands, man, he does great things. Um, I mean, he's fast, strong. I mean, it's, I see a, a bright future for him. Chandler Engelbrecht, OU Daily. Hey, Kennedy Opal as well. Um, so far this offseason, the growing expectation is going into the season that it'll be you and Eric Gray kind of taking the bulk of the snaps at running back. Just curious as, you know, he's come to the team this year. What have you, what, what's that relationship like that you foster with him? What have you guys seen from each, or what have you seen from him? And what can you say about him on the field? Uh, he's, a, he's a great competitor. I mean, he goes out there giving his all. Uh, he can catch the ball. He runs well. He's explosive. He does everything right. Uh, man, he's a good he's a good person, and I mean, he he taught me some things, and I'm definitely happy that he's here. Cliff Brunt, AP. Yeah, Kennedy, man, what did you do to keep your game right during that season? You know, as you're you know sitting out and kind of watching everybody, you know, what did you focus on? And what's better about you than before? Uh, probably sound more explosive than I was a year ago. Uh, definitely work on my strength and, you know, just my first step. Um, also catching the ball. So, I mean, honestly, I just worked on everything, part of the game, my strength and my weaknesses. So, I mean, it's all coming together. But I was going to take it day by day and stay consistent. And then, like, real quick, what was it like 
or how frustrating was it? Was it frustrating? Just kind of watching over the course of the season. You made obviously it was a choice you made, but still. Um, it was definitely frustrating because I love the game. Uh, I love playing football. Um, but I have faith in my boys, and I mean, this is my family. So um, I'm, I'm happy what happened at the end of the season. And at, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm just – at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just happy that uh, they did what they did. Brandon Drum, are you insider? Hey, Kennedy, thanks for doing this. Uh, last year, you said that you were you, you watched. Is there anything that you picked up on? You know, maybe a play that you had ran during the previous season that you saw on the television or live that made maybe of uh, you thought, okay, well, I can change this up or or that. And, and, and did you go through a lot of the mental reps during that time? Uh, yes, for sure. But it wasn't really about play. It was more of going on what the defense was doing, how they was rotating. Uh, what the coverage just was, so how they set up, where blisters were coming. So I was mainly focused on the defensive side more than the, more than the offensive. James Hill, KRF. Kennedy, you've been so good as a runner at Oklahoma, and we marvel at your ability to find holes and things. You're so instinctive. Mm-hmm. So when you took the year off, what I worried about is how long would it take you to get it back? Now, I know you played football your whole life, but <laughs> You know, when you step back on campus, did the instincts come back? Did it take you a few days? Do you totally feel comfortable again? Uh, yeah, I totally feel comfortable. I mean, this is something I've been doing for a very long time. I mean, there's always things to improve on. I'm always going to be able to get better doing that. But at the same, at the same time, I mean, it's just something that uh, I just something that just comes when you when you play the game of football for so long. So when the play starts, and you read that, that real quick off that guard's butt or that tackle, you know, I mean, it's, it's just coming back to you like that. Yes, sir. I mean, I, I definitely miss it, and uh, I'm just getting the, the timing down with my old lineman, and everything's going to come together. Thanks, man. Good luck, man. Appreciate it. Myron Patton, Fox 25. On this same line, what was it like just to watch a football Saturday, just like a, I guess, like a fan last season? What was that like? Uh, it was kind of frustrating. I, I can kind of see the side of where they want uh, the team to do certain things, and it's kind of hard when you're not out there doing it. So I kind of see that aspect. But it was, it was fun seeing it from a different point of view. You can, you can definitely see more through the fans' eyes than through what we see on the field. When you first back to practice, at first scrimmage, did did you have to get back to the, the physical part of it and then being away from that? Uh, for sure. I mean, I was I was out for a year, haven't had contact for a year, so it's, it's always coming co- coming back and getting that first hit over and done with. So yeah. Any nervousness about that? Uh, no, sir. It's just a game. That's all it is. Jenny Carlson, Thank you. appreciate it. Jenny? Sorry, sorry, I didn't hear you, Mike. Hey, Kennedy, I've got a curveball question for you. Yes, ma'am. Um, I, actually wanted, I actually wanted to ask you about uh, Cesar Martinez, one of your strength and conditioning coaches. Um, he, I know that there's a lot of uh, good energy from your strength and conditioning coaches on the sidelines on Saturday, but mm-hmm. Cesar kind of takes it to a different level. I'm yeah. curious what you've seen out of him and, like, 
What does that, what does a guy like that on your sideline bring to things with that energy? I mean, it brings great things. I mean, just seeing a strength coach caring that much, showing that much passion and energy for us and Honestly, man, we really couldn't do it without him. We couldn't do it without all, any any of our strength coaches. So it's just exciting just to see him jumping around and looking like a little kid out there. So it's pretty cool. When you were watching games last season like the rest of us were, did you ever find yourself watching him or him catching your eye and being like, whoa, coach, you know, like settle down out there? Any of that ever come to your mind? Uh, I, def- I definitely saw him, it, but my reaction was like, yeah, see, you gotta go ahead. Go ahead, do your thing. It was more of a – I was more happy for him because he, he loves it out there, man. I'm, I'm so happy that he's here. Yeah, his foot speed's not bad, is it? Why well, at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kennedy. No problem. John Hoover, SI Sooners. Hey, Kennedy, I'm also writing about the kind of the two-headed backfield uh, between you and Eric and, and the comments you made earlier – almost answered my question when you said I've learned some things from him. He's taught me some things. Um, I was going to ask you kind of what maybe have you imparted to him? Maybe there's some things that you've taught him about playing at Oklahoma, about the team, about the Big 12 or whatever. And then specifically, what kind of things has he taught you? Is it about, you know, the receiving game? Is it about blocking? What everything? Uh, I mean, he definitely taught me a lot about receiving game, uh, how to make people miss. Um, um, I don't, I don't know what I taught him. You got to ask him yourself. But um, from my perspective, um, he has helped me a lot. Just uh, taking every play and just making it just that one play and nothing more. Just curious, have you felt the need to kind of take him under your wing? I know he's not a quote unquote young guy, but he's new. To Oklahoma, he's new to Norman. You take him around and show him the town or places to eat or something? Uh, no. Nah, um, so, I, um, on that, I mean, we talk we talk all the time. Um, but, no, nah, I haven't really shown him the town. Uh, other than that, other than that, we just, we just talk uh, about football, about life, and we just, we just chill and talk, and that's all. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, two more. Eric Bailey, Tulsa World. Hey, Kennedy, just want to shift gears a little bit. I want to ask you about Theo Weiss. Can you talk a little bit about Theo, just his journey, and what do you expect out of a player like him this season? Uh, I expect big things from him. I mean, he does, he's doing great in camp. I mean, he was doing great uh, during the summer. I mean, he's, he's just been balling. So I have, I have high expectations for him. Um, he's a great competitor. I mean, he, he does everything well. So I can't wait to see what he does. Thanks so much, Kennedy. Appreciate it, man. No problem. And last one, back to Jason Kersey. Yeah, Kenny, I wanted to ask you about uh, Trey Bradford, uh, another new running back that came in. What have you seen from him? What impresses you about him so far? Uh, his explosiveness. I mean, I didn't know he was that explosive until we got on the field. But, uh, man, he just uh, he, he has the talent to find the, end, find the end zone. So, I mean, I can't wait to see what he does. Man, he just – his uh, – Ball carrying vision is amazing, so it's, a, it's pretty good. And in a lot of ways, we're saving the best for last. This kid's got a bright future at the corner. Great interview session with DJ Graham. Hey, DJ. I just wanted to get your thoughts on going up against Theo and Jaden this offseason. What have you seen from them, and what are your expectations for those two heading into this season? Uh, first of all, uh, I expect them to have a great, great season. Um, you know, Theo, he came, he, he did what he always does last season, and I know for sure he's going to do more. And I know Jaden Hazelwood come off his injury, and I know he played a couple of games last year, but I know he's going to show out. But guarding them, 
I mean, you have to be on your P's and Q's. They have they have great releases, and not only that, they're uh, they're smart receivers. So, you know, you can't you can't like you can't slack at all with them. And they know if you if you're a little outside, how to how to work you even more outside to go inside, or if you're more inside, how to work you more inside just to go outside. So you just have to play smart with them, and you have to be really patient. Let's go to Bob Prisbillo, Sooner Scoop. DJ, I know you've uh, played a lot of receiver in, in high school. What was that process like moving the corner? How quickly were you bought into fully making that transition? Oh, man. Um, I, re- I had wide receiver aspirations. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to come to OU and play under Lincoln Riley and play receiver. It was, it was tough a little bit. It was just a little, like, I don't know. You could tell, like, I really still wanted to play a receiver a little bit, and Coach Grinch and Coach Manning, like, they had to sit me down and tell me, like, look, man, like, you could really use what you learned on, like, on the offensive side of the ball and you could implement it on the defensive side of the ball. So once I, once I heard that and kept hearing it and they were still in my ear about that, and then also me, like, having a little bit of success, um, it, it, like, it, it started to push me over more towards the defensive side, and I can say now I'm completely bought in. I, can't, I, I mean, I do miss it, though, but, you know, it's okay. Eric Bailey, Tulsa World. Hey, DJ, wanted to ask you, kind of on that same train of thought, just how much confidence did you continue to build as the season went on last year and getting the interception that you got? Uh, just how big was that? And also, how much is Coach Grinch really preaching turnovers, I guess, from that side of the ball, yeah. uh, this ball camp? Um, yeah, well, last year when I got that pick, that really, like I said, that boosted my confidence, like, out the roof. Like, I, w- I walked into the locker room thinking I was just – on top of the world for a little bit. And I tried to carry that on to the next game and the next game. But Coach Grinch, he preaches that literally every single day in meetings, even on the practice field, like, all the time. Like, And like he said, like, turnover equals victory. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's three and out and take away. Like, he preaches that literally every single day. AJ, thanks a bunch. Yes, sir. Ryan Aber, the Oklahoman. Hey, DJ, uh, good to talk to you. Uh, when did that switch flip for you? You talked about thinking about yourself as an offensive player. You know, when did you feel like you fully bought into being a defensive player? And maybe uh, what are one of the two of the things that you took from being a receiver that helped you the most uh, in the position you're in now? Yeah. Um, I would say I really started to flip and like make that decision that, okay, I'm a defensive back. I'd probably say really at the the really in the beginning of the season when I really started playing, um, and I try to you know I try to I try to look at it as you know I'm a receiver I still have a little bit of that in me when the ball's in the air, um, and not only that I I feel like you know a certain split if the if the receiver's on the top of the numbers if the receiver's on the bottom of the numbers most likely if he, if he's on the bottom of the numbers he's most likely running an end breaking route. Or hey, he has a cut split all around the hash. Okay, he's probably gonna go under. You know, I mean, because it wouldn't make sense for him to line all the way in and go all the way out. Um, and not only that, but certain 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 routes at the top, uh, like you know, I could I could judge the tempo of how he's running. You know, if he if he takes an outside release, okay, I'm either thinking a go route or I'm thinking a comeback. And you know, if he's a little choppy and his hands aren't real violent, then he's probably gonna sit it down and either do a curl or a comeback. Or if he has his head down and he's running hard, 
me thinking at my receiver mind, okay, I know if I'm doing that, I'm I'm gonna I'm run, I'm trying to run a fade and I'm trying to run away from you. So certain stuff like that, or you know, like an inside release, uh, it's either post, slant, or dig. Appreciate it, DJ. Go to John Hoover, SI Sooners. Yeah, DJ, I want to go back to spring when, when Lincoln made the public uh, comments that uh, the receivers need to play better. There's a high bar here. Uh, we weren't satisfied with how they played last year is what he said. Um, now, as a corner who has to guard these guys in practice, did that, number one, did it agitate you? Like, oh, no, they're, they're only going to be better. Number two, what was your perspective on how they – have maybe grown or gotten better or took that personally or, or took to those words that Lincoln said? Yeah, um, well, you know, playing on the Lincoln Riley's defense, I mean, offense, it is the it's the bar set high, like he said. And you know what? I mean, I was a little shocked because in practice, I mean, the dudes, they're, you know, making these miraculous catches. And, okay, it didn't translate to the, on the field sometimes. But, you know, it's, it's a, it was a little agitating. I like, dang, okay. They didn't bring what they were doing in practice, and they didn't implement it on the game, on the game field. Um, but secondly, uh, I, I expect them. I expect them to come out this season like, like, two at least a thousand yards, at least two a thousand yards receivers. I mean, there should be no reason. Like I said, Marvin Mims, he's gonna do what he's been doing. Theo, Theo, we should have a huge, a huge season. I've been playing with him forever, so I think I. I don't expect anything more uh, out of him like that. And uh, also, um, Jaden Hazelwood, he's been working in practice really hard, and I feel like if he can stay healthy, he can impact he can impact the team on a like a po way positive note. Thanks, DJ. Go to Jason Kersey, the Athletic. Hey, DJ, um, thanks for your time today, man. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, your quarterback, Spencer, and, and just his development this year, kind of taking over as a, as a leader of the team after the year he had last year. Now he's out doing autograph signings and sort of become yeah. this big deal NIL-wise. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you guys view that as his teammates, and, and how have you seen him grow? Uh, he's, well, from, from last year to this year, it's been, like, exponentially. Matter of fact, from, from the beginning of the season – to the end of the season, it was like he was a completely different quarterback. And I think he just needs to get his feet wet. I think we were a little spoiled with, you know, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, these dudes that are four and five yard, I mean, four and five year seniors. Um, but this dude, he just had to get his feet wet a little bit. And now he's, he's a poised, he's such a poised quarterback. He's a smart quarterback and he's always making the right decisions. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't crack under pressure. He doesn't just throw the ball up. No, none of that. And, um, look, like, watching him getting autographs and people just flooding him is it's surreal, you know. But, hey, but you're the quarterback of OU. I mean, and you're making plays, so, like, what do you expect? But, you know, we're, we're all happy for him. There's no, no animosity towards him, no envy towards him. It's all just, you know, we all, we all right behind him. He's our quarterback. How many times have you picked him off in practice? He doesn't throw to me. He he really like really. I can honestly say the only time he ever throws to me is one on ones, and that and that's it. Period. But in team in seven on seven, he does not throw to me. Thanks, DJ. Jenny Carlson, the Oklahoma. 
DJ, I don't know if you're still a communications major, but put me at the top of the list for having you back as much as you want. Consider <laughs> that vote, my calc. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, I actually wanted to ask you a little bit about, um, I know this isn't a COVID year like last year, but um, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Big thumbs up. Appreciate that. Um, I know this isn't a COVID year like last year, DJ, but um, there's vaccines, which I, it sounds like maybe those numbers continue to trend up um, amongst teams and um, the this Delta variant still out there. How have you seen guys, how are you approaching this, knowing that they're still testing, they're still contact tracing, and just all that uh, is linked to, to this virus? Yeah, um, well, I took advantage, I feel like, because I got, I got tested, I mean, and I got my vaccine shot. So I haven't had any issues since then, and I'm, like, most of our team, I think we're over, like, 90%, which is great, and I don't, we haven't had really any issues or anything like that. But we also do have to be aware. I mean, our coaches tell us all the time, like, COVID will be, like, it's going to be a part of this season. Like, it hasn't went away. Matter of fact, the spikes have gone up still a little bit. But, I mean, I guess we're just going to, it's a little step at a time. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we just keep getting through this like we have been. Do you feel like guys have to be, um, it, the bubble of last year, I mean, you guys sort of had your, almost had a bubble there yeah. amongst the team. Mm -hmm. I assume that it's not going to be quite as secure this year. Do you almost have to mind your P's and Q's a little bit more because of that? Uh, yeah, I feel like that. Um, you know, just because the mask went away, I feel like we're still going to take the little precautions. Um, but like I said, COVID is going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be in our back, like, it's going to be behind us always. Like, it's going to be looking over our shoulders at all times. So, I think what we always, I think what we need to do is get, you know, try to get 100% vaccinated and then just go from there. Because, like I said, like, with this, with this around, it's going to affect, it's going to affect one team, at least one team in the, in, in the country when the season comes around. So, I think we just need to put our best foot forward to try to protect the team. Thank you, DJ. Brandon Drum, OU Insider. Hey, DJ, how you doing? Good, how are you? <clears throat> Pretty good. Um, you, This is going to be your second year as a starter. What have you seen your own personal growth as far as how you have changed as a defensive back, cornerback from the first time you went up there and made plays to today? And then finally, uh, you know, Mike Woods has come in as a player. How, you, I don't know if you've gone up against him in the one-on-ones, but what have you seen in him so far? Um, well, with my personal growth, I've, I've like Coach Manny, he mentioned it to me yesterday. He said, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You came, you came, you came a long ways because you could turn on some tape last year, and it was shaky um, with my technique at least. Uh, I've that's one thing that I try to hone in on my technique. And I know, you know, me being a pretty good athlete, if I could, if I can hone in on my technique, more players are going to come to me and everything's going to be a little bit easier. Um, but Mike Woods, he's, that dude, he, he's, he's strong. Like, he's a physical, he's a physical receiver. He has strong hands. You got to, if you got to, if you're trying to poke the ball out, you got to go through his hands or he's going to catch it. Um, he runs good routes to be a big dude. Um, he's agile, and he's like I say, he's physical. He's gonna, you know, he doesn't do much juking in the open field. He's gonna, he's gonna put his head down. James Hale, KRF. You know, DJ, I think that you are a ball hawk. That ball goes in the air, man, and you go after it. So I see the receiver in you, man. I do. Uh, so give me an idea when that ball's in the air. 
you know, you're you're going to try, you're going to be as aggressive as the wide receiver to go get it, aren't you? Oh, for for sure. Um, like you said, it's just a, it's still like the little receiver in the back of my head. You know, he's just you know really see ball and get ball. Like that's right. Um, attack the ball at its highest point. Find the easiest route to the ball. You know, and really don't don't mind the receiver. I mean, when the ball is in right. the air, you you literally just lock onto the ball. Um, but I really I track I really track how the ball spins in the air, so I know how to position my hands. You know, if it's a tight spiral, I know okay, I know how to position my hands. If the ball's a little wobbly, I'm a you know I'm looking at it. I'm really like I'm tra- I'm tracing it. But yeah, I mean, I really turn it like coach like Coach Manny he told me yesterday like dude when the ball's in the air turn it into a receiver. He said you you play receiver out of everyone like at this whole DB room you play you play receiver the most. He's like, so you got to use that. And I think that's how I look at it. No doubt. Good luck, man. Appreciate it. Okay, winding down here, Myron Patton, Fox 25. Yeah, I was going to hit that same thing, being a former receiver, uh, that competitive nature, I guess, it just switches sides. It, it, but having said that, is there anybody that you look at as a corner who you like to model your game after since you're so young in the position? Woody Washington. Um, his technique is – like flawless, and also Ryan Peoples, our walk-on. He's like he like is like his, his technique, and he focuses in on it every single day. And I just I'm looking there like man, like their technique, the way they move their feet, like literally hands hands on the first in the first two yards. They do all that, like they check all the boxes. So yeah, me being a young corner, you know, I still have a little bit of hiccups on my technique. And I really try to model my game after Ryan Peoples and Woody Washington. Thanks, man. Appreciate okay, it. Last two questions. Lee Benson, KWTV. Hey, DJ, another uh, receiver-related type question. I, I appreciate the details you went into, kind of getting into the receivers' heads because mm-hmm. you know what it's like to be in their shoes. Yeah. But I noticed last year tackling seemed to come pretty easily to you as well. Can you go over the process of, of how, uh, I guess, how, how quickly tackling uh, became – you know, kind of a natural thing for you? Well, um, my first position was, on the defensive side, was a linebacker. Um, I was always undersized, so I always had to figure out a way to, you know, get the dudes down. And I think it's toughened me up a little bit. It made me calloused. And I think over the years, I've always had that little, you know, not necessarily, but the little the little edge, the little want to, okay, I want to stick my head in this stuff. Um and it's also something that we worked on, even in even in high school. My defensive coach he preached that uh, he always wanted his corner. He didn't want any soft corners. Um, all his corners were gonna be able to come down and, and make a tackle. And uh, in college, I just tried to carry that on in college, and uh, you know, and have no fear. I think that's a big thing that you know most some corners have is they're they're fearful of getting getting ran over, or getting juke. Like do no, just like do do what you learned and. Uh, you know, and that's the, that's the least that you do, and everything else will play out. Um, so I just I try to have no fear, and I just want to trust my technique and be physical. So there you have it. We had six players we heard from last week. We'll have more coming up this week, as well as our one-on-one with Jamar Kane and DeMarco Murray to preview the outside backers and the running backs. Until then, have a great start to your week, and boomer sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate. 
proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.